so with regards to a an old movie, movie very old this one um and yes and again it's a rom-com but actually it's it's better than most rom-coms i mean it's at least you know sort of innovative i mean by of course it, you know it's, it's just it's contextual to the um, year it was produced so i'm talking about so-called you've got mail and of course for, for anyone you know watching decades later it's a bit absurd i personally didn't know that's exactly how one logged in to uh, aol specifically um, um i've only ever used aim and it uh, obviously it was a different process um i mean there were a lot of product placements yes there, there was a criticism that was uh, labeled as it um and it was annoying but in a way um kind of like um that uh, japanese film i once watched um that had the kfc founder's statue dragged along and whatnot yeah um i mean that was obviously a huge product placement even more obvious than any of this here yeah, i'm assuming but you know it still depends ultimately on the storyline itself now while some have said that they consider it too uh, zacharine i i thought personally it it, it, it really did manage to go somewhere in the middle in terms of romance specifically i didn't have that much comedy to be fair but in terms of the romance at least i think it uh, walked a fine line and it didn't walk it too badly it's it sort of succeeded i thought i mean you know the, the fact that they were rivals in real life uh, sort of counteracts their online thing, you know, and most of the movie is taken up by real life, I think, really, I mean, you know, just, and then it's only the ending there, the last half hour, which is, you know, just sort of combined the two, so, you know, I don't think it's, it's too, too excessively sweet in this sense, I mean, there are many other rom-coms that try way too far, Especially since they, they, they have idiotic comedy as well, and somehow you know they try to add in romance uh, along with idiotic comedy, which doesn't really work. You know, it's it's sometimes sometimes it's not even comedy that is really funny, just idiotic. You know, or like like you know um, some rom coms that have this idiotic idea of uh, people drinking too much and then the inevitable vomiting and such. That's the most idiotic and disgusting thing ever. That is the worst common denominator, in my opinion, in any movies, really. But, you know, just getting drunk and then, you know, following the usual processes isn't quite funny at all in any circumstances, in my opinion. I have no idea why it's it can be found in many movies. It really can. No idea why. But no, this didn't have any of that. Um, it, it really was... It seemed warm, really. I mean, it's, 
I mean, it didn't have that much comedy as I said, so that's, that's kind of drawback. The negative point is supposed to be a rom-com, but it's really more of a romance uh, comedy, I think, uh, or, you know, both. So, in terms of the ratio, it didn't quite succeed so well. But, um, yeah, this is this is by Noah Ephron, who sadly died uh, some years ago. Um... Now, I've seen another movie of hers before, which actually came before this as well, which, yet again, of course, has had both of them in, and the Pleasant Seattle. I think I've watched it before I ever began commentating, so uh, uh, I remember it being very, very similar to this, so obviously I didn't know this before I watched it. Um, we've got mail that come after it, so yeah, well, I'm... I'm not deliberately, but uh, I happen to watch them chronologically. Um, so yeah, uh, I, rem I remember more Moonlight, so in Sleepers in Seattle. Uh, obviously, they, they use a different medium there, where it's radio instead of uh, typing and stuff. But, you know, she has, yeah, she has some interesting ideas. She's almost like um, um, Makoto Shinkai of um, the rom-com uh, live-action movie world, you know, he, he he's obsessed with, with doing romances, not, not so much rom-coms, so, but um, I think, I suppose, Nora also does mainly romances as opposed to rom-coms, they sort of, sort of have a bit of comedy, but mainly romances, really, you know, when they start to joke about 152 and such, yeah, like, it's kind of comedy, but it's not really, you know, Exuberant, really funny comedy or anything. It's it's just a plot device for the romance mainly. So you know, it's it, I consider it more part of that than comedy. It's really very comedic. I mean, I did I did find myself laugh at certain junctures, but not very rarely still. So it's not very uh, strong uh, comedically, I think. But uh, otherwise, you know, um, obviously, I mean, the fact that that the shop was. Broken up, you know, but it was not of business due to the bigger shop. It wasn't comedy itself at all, and you know, it happens many other many other instances right now. So it's not really comedy, but of course, it, it just integrated it into the plotline then, which I, I think it, it, it did do that well. Really, cannot cannot deny that really. But you know, for people who think it may be Suzaku, I think I think you know it could have been if it wanted. Like you know, he could have revealed himself. When he first uh, met her at uh, well, first, but you know when he knew who she was, when he got you know in his mind when he uh, you know at that cafe, uh, he could have revealed himself there and then you know somehow tried to repeal the relationship and you know went the traditional room from route of trying to war her and such, but it didn't happen and in a way, it's interesting how it happened. Well, it, it's sort of is, yeah, he, you know, him saying that it needs tweaking and such. Um, yeah, you know, uh, the more I talk about it, the more I realize I actually enjoyed it more than I thought. Mm. I mean, you know, I knew it was better than most rom-coms. The problem, of course, is that it doesn't have much comedy. So, in my opinion, I don't know, I, um, I do mainly watch for the comedy. But in terms of the romance, if, 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 if someone is 
going in that direction. I mean, I think it it works pretty well. The 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 only problem, the nastiest character in my opinion, so you know, sort of a, a blemish on the movie. I don't know why he was included. His father, like that, you know, he he never even rebuked him or anything. In fact, he just continued on with the nonsense at one point and things. So um. I don't know why they included him. I mean, you know, when you when movies normally include an nasty character, they it's usually because there's going to be sort of a cathartic point later on in the movie, you know, yeah, that uh, is relieved that then you know relieves all the nastier bits at the beginning and such. That that's usually what happens. Um, that didn't happen here. Although I don't know, at the end, yeah, he implies he's going to lose everything or something, but. So even made clear as to how, so it doesn't really make much sense. So you know, it, it doesn't really feel like it's sort of catharsis. I, it's not like he had a big role. He really, he really didn't. But he, you know, in contrast to that other old man here, there that was sitting near him, actually, they were quite opposites. You know, the the old man was just continually repeating that he dated the uh, uh, older owner of uh, the little book around the corner, and yeah, that, that was that was uh, sort of you know, that was sort of mini romantic in its own way, you know. Um, the fact that he repeated it a couple of times, obviously later on we know that uh, she had died, so you know whether he stayed with her or not, we're not sure. But um, I, he he really died in real life as well. Obviously he was really old, uh, not the other guy. Uh, he didn't somehow. Uh, Apparently there was <coughs> ten years difference between them, even though the older guy looked much much older. Uh, but even the other guy, he apparently was sixty then. He looked older than sixty, I think. Hey, anyway, yeah, I don't know why I even look up these details. So it's not like I really care. I just read, you know, like a single paragraph of each actor usually, um, just for the sake of it. Uh, but yeah, um, this is the thing. So I don't know why movies have these annoying nasty characters. Like, you know, um, uh, what, what was it called? National Lampoon's Vacation was also kind of fun as a movie overall. Not not as much as this. I mean, it wasn't romance, really, but uh, it did focus more on the comedy. But it did have some, some moments which were just awful. So, you know, even the comedy wasn't really all there. It did have some comedic bits. Um, but even that movie had some nasty characters. It just, uh, I would, I don't, I don't think uh, anything was resolved with you know just you just you just uh, put in nasty characters and that's it. They just I don't know. They just leave them there as if somehow. Whereas on the other hand, I don't know. I'm not sure why I'm comparing it to not really quite related movies, different genres as well, but. Um, you know, Problem Child, relatively recently, that also had a similar, very similar sort of nasty character, similar to You've Got Mail, you know, that this is uh, his, his father, They're very similar, um, his father and her father, I think it was, or was it his father? Uh, his father, yeah, in uh, Problem Child. Um, so, well, I am, so in both movies, they, they, it was... The male character's father. 
and in both movies, well, probably Michelle, I suppose, I don't know, I'm not sure if it counts here, him, the, the child who are kept on him, so, I don't know, there was something at least, that's, that's part of the whole thing, though, with problem child, he, he destroys everyone's lives, so, uh, was quite out of the norm, um, I mean, but then again, yeah, then he was filmed later on, so it's not like, um, it, it, there is some, some, some of the catharsis, I mean, it's a comedy movie, so obviously it's from a comedic point of view, I think it works, so, in a way, not, not, I mean, the, the scenes themselves weren't excessively funny or anything, but it works in, in the sense of, uh, you know, what it's like for, for catharsis purposes. Whereas this, this doesn't really. I mean, I don't even know why they put him there. He was just useless and annoying and uh, just nasty, really. Uh, the, the little he spoke. And somehow Tom Hanks got up there and entertained him, you know, which, is, which is stupid, really. No, I, I don't know who the character was, but uh, in, as, as an actor. But. Even in real life, uh, I mean, you know, Tom Hanks' character on screen wasn't really that nasty either, obviously. Um, uh, you, you know, um, she blamed him for her shop going bankrupt. But obviously, it's more the uh, whole establishment, really, the whole chain that is to blame. Not so much specifically him, but obviously, she, she blamed him because he was in front of her. Um, until, uh, yeah, until he just managed to convince her somehow. There's a thing, there's a sort of transition where she, she stops, uh, you know, insulting him and such to somehow having fun with him and as if they were, they were long lost friends. It wasn't quite so smooth, though. It was almost sudden, you know. Um, I thought that might have been smoother. It was also more artificial, you know. They go from, you know, an insult to suddenly laughing at each other in a cafe. Uh, I don't know, is that how it works? Yeah, um, so, you know, it's not, it's not a perfect movie, but um, it's, it's not bad in comparison to most other rom-coms. I mean, you know, even in comparison to uh, Big Fat Greek Wedding, um, it just had different comedy, I mean, it had more comedy. And in terms of the romance, it wasn't as... Truly romantic. It was more slapstick romance, I guess you could say. Um, but yeah, overall, I think I like this better. And somehow, even though that one had more comedy, but still not really, really good comedy. Just you know, passable comedy. So you know, this one didn't. This one did have less comedy than that. But um, it uh, the romance was better, and in a way, the whole movie. Felt better, more of a feel-good movie. That, not that Big uh, Fat Recording was not a feel-good movie, but it was. I don't know. They just they tried to make that. They they tried to in, in, imbue the feel-good factor by dancing, and you know it sort of works. But uh, uh, I don't know. Just uh, I mean, yeah, they, they they're both. I mean, I actually rated them identically. So I'm just saying, you know, I like you've got mail slightly more possibly because uh, well I can relate to it uh, slightly more I suppose in terms of what it is about uh, in terms of you know um, working uh, at some 
airport desk or uh, airport agency desk and having a big family and eating weird food. I really cannot relate to that much at all. Um, I guess I guess I'm yeah mainly because I'm not Greek I suppose. But anyway, uh, yeah. So I'm just saying that this this you've got mainly is interesting. But you know, I still didn't have much Greek, so yeah, it's one of those things. Uh, yeah, um, um, but yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely watch other of Laura Fest. I actually watched another of her movies without even knowing it's her. Actually, I think it was the first one I watched without knowing it's her. Um, yeah, I believe it was called Michael uh, with John Favolta, so slightly different characters. Um, now that was that was interesting. Yeah, uh, slightly different as well. Uh, more like a it was like a romantic fantasy something. No, I I think I, I I liked it as well. So so far so good with Nora Ephron. Yeah, then uh, it's unfortunate that uh, she's no longer around. Uh, she could have uh, had many other. Um, yeah. Uh, but she she clearly had a uh, talent that um, romcoms clearly more than many others do. I mean, I've, I've watched so many romcoms now. And it's quite something to to watch another one on top of many others, and actually enjoy it. I mean, I actually enjoyed it. You know, I'm not sure it's because the actors themselves. But no, the, the script mainly though. And yeah, I read it's a, a uh, it's like the third film adaptation of the original story, which two theater adaptations as well. It's quite a uh, long running story. Somehow, uh, apparently the original was Hungarian, I think. Um, so that's that's quite interesting. I didn't know it was the third film adaptation. I had heard of the name before, but it's quite yeah. I thought it was interesting that I mean in in reading, you know, that's a third film adaptation. You know, then you make the connection that oh, obviously in the other adaptations they 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 used uh, obviously letters instead. So this this was an updated uh, version in this sense, uh, and it didn't exist the last time it was adapted uh, in the seventies or something. I think it was the 60s, um, but um, yeah, and the point is, uh, you know, it, uh, one connects it to what the old guy says, like, you know, the oldest there, um, that's in uh, Focus Bookstores, uh, yeah, I'm not really sure who he was, he was just lingering around, um, and you know, he says that he, he loved the other old lady who's now deceased in Sergio uh, long ago and he also specifies specifically that they used to correspond through I don't think writing is mentioned I think uh, but that's the implication uh, obviously there wasn't much else um, so that's um, interesting you know it's sort of like connecting I mean I haven't watched the other adaptations but I'm assuming it is an effort Connecting uh, this movie with the other movies, which use pen and paper. Obviously, they were also connected in the name itself. You know, the name of the bookshop being the name of the movie previously and such. So, but this this was a sort of a plot uh, device that did connect them as well. I'm assuming. So yeah, I think I watched them at some point. They they seem interesting. Also seem different. So. 
should be interesting enough. So uh, yeah, I'm watching some quite old movies, but uh, I think I might play them possibly. I don't know. We'll see later then, I guess. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it was fun. 